0: Welcome to the fifth episode of In the Paint, the best NBA podcast out there. I'm your host, Lex Osborne-Adams, and let's get into it. Okay, so for the first segment of today's episode, I'm doing this thing where I'm comparing uh, current NBA players to all-time players by combining two players' skill sets. And so let's just get into it. There's nothing for me to really say. It's pretty self-explanatory. And if you don't get it, you'll get it as soon as we start, as soon as we start, as soon as we get into it, honestly. So first up, we have LeBron James, and his comparison is Magic Johnson and Julius Irving. I think LeBron James is LeBron James has the scoring tendencies and his scoring the way he scores is similar to the way Julius Irving scores, getting to the rim, imposing his will on people, and the other large facet of LeBron's offensive game, his playmaking, is very reminiscent of Magic Johnson's. And I think LeBron is basically a six eight point guard, so there's the Magic comparison. I also think that they also compare to uh, the, this comparison is good because. Uh, the two men on one side of the comparison really, I think, defensively are very close to the other man on the other side. So LeBron James' comparison is officially, <laughs> at least for, for me, it's officially Matthew Johnson and Julius Erving. Okay, so next up we have Kawhi Leonard. And for me, Kawhi Leonard is a mix between Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Now, this is because, obviously, the first one, which is probably the easiest for you to guess, is that Scottie Pippen and Kawhi Leonard are both probably the best perimeter defenders in their respective eras. Now, where it might get a little bit tricky for you, I might, this might seem a little bit outrageous, Michael Jordan being one of the greatest to ever play the game, but I think uh, Kawhi Leonard really resem- re- resembles Michael Jordan offensively. Now, this is because, one the most recent playoff, um, playoff run that Kawhi had, I think it was the first playoff run that we've really had from a singular player since Michael Jordan that has been that good. And I think I obviously wasn't around to watch Michael Jordan, but me watching old tapes of Michael Jordan and old videos of him, I think their games look very similar, the way they would pull up in the mid range, the way they dunk, the way they get to their spots, the way they're basically just no-nonsense. Yeah, so Kawhi Leonard is officially Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan combined. So our next player we are talking about is Russell Westbrook. Now, I decided to compare him with with Derrick Rose, John Wall, and Jason Kidd. Derrick Rose and John Wall, obviously, because of their scoring and their, how do I say this, and their athleticism, their explosiveness, all of that, and John Wall a little bit because of his passing, honestly, because John Wall made players like Marcin Gartat look better than they probably were. So, but shout out to you, Marcin! Like, like, come on now, you got your bag because of John Wall. Now, Jason Kidd, this one for me, I was trying to find someone who wasn't Oscar Robert, Oscar Robertson, to compare to him about like when it comes to rebounding guards who wasn't Oscar Robertson or Magic Johnson. Now, I was hard-pressed to find one. I decided on choosing Jason Kidd, one, because Russell Westbrook can pass, too. We all forget. We all think that he's just a stat pattern, but I actually think he does have uh, a large amount of playmaking ability, not to the level of Jason Kidd, but he obviously does have playmaking ability. Anyone who can average 10 assists a game has playmaking ability. So, But the real reason why I chose Jason Kidd was because of his rebounding. Jason Kidd is one of the greatest rebounding guards of all time. He even averaged eight-plus boards for one season, especially considering Kidd's size. Come on now. Eight-plus boards at Kidd's size? Come on now. Let, but Let's be real. One of the best rebounding guards of all time, just like Russell Westbrook. So officially, as I've been saying for all of these, officially, in my book, Russell Westbrook, is a combination of Derrick Rose, John Wall, and Jason Kidd. Now we have the skinniest man alive, Slenderman Brandon Ingram. And this is the only one on the list that I have only compared to one player. I think you could guess who it is. This is a very unavoidable unavoidable comparison. I've been trying to stay away from ones that everyone would say, but this is so unavoidable. Their games are so similar. Their body types are so similar. Kevin Durant. Both silky smooth scores can dunk, can finish, can push you up, I guess, can shoot for their size. Both small forwards. Actually, I think we're in class- classified as a power forward this year, but both are naturally small forwards. I just think this is a very, 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 and can I just say it one more time? Very, very great comparison. I just think if you put Kevin Durant next to uh, Brandon Ingram, and or, or ha- a better way to say this, if I brought a non-basketball fan in here and they watched Kevin Durant highlights and then watched Brandon Ingram, hi- Brandon Ingram highlights and they were in the same jersey, I think they wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So, yep, that's Brandon Ingram's official comparison is now Kevin Durant. Okay, so next up we have the second splash brother, Clay Thompson. Now, for me, Clay Thompson is a mix between Ray Allen and Shane Baddier, or Reggie Miller and Shane Baddier. I couldn't really decide between Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. The reason I didn't want to put Ray Allen, I would have just put Ray Allen, is because I think Ray Allen had some parts of his offensive game that Clay doesn't. But if I were to say Ray Allen's shooting plus Shane Battier's defense, I think that would be the most accurate comparison. So, the reason why I think Clay is a, is, this is Clay's comparison is because Shane Battier is one of the greatest perimeter defenders of, to ever play the game. He was a very key piece on one of the, on, on one of those Heat teams in them winning a championship. He could lock down the teams, uh, he could lock down the teams, uh, the opposing team's best perimeter defender. And obviously the shooting, we already talked about that. So Klay Thompson's official, uh, comparison is Ray Allen's shooting plus Shane Battier's defense. Okay, so next here, we have Chris god. Now Chris Porzingus Porzingis, the unicorn, is a combination d- between Dirk Nowitzki. I think you all could have guessed that. That's almost an un. Uh, um, we can't make a compare. We can't make a compare. Uh, an NBA greats comparison video and talk about Chris Dobbs without mentioning Dirk, but plus Wilt Chamberlain. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, Chris Dobbs isn't the greatest back down finisher. That's not his game. But I'm saying athletically, uh, Chris Dobbs is very close to Will. He is one of. The- he's very fast for his size. He's very strong for his size. I'm not saying he's as much as up an athlete as well, I'm just saying Dirk is so, no offense to Dirk, I love Dirk, but Dirk is slow and he can't jump the best, but I think Kristaps is a very good athlete along with being a seven foot three player who can shoot the pill very well. Okay, so next up we have the the new uh, Kobe Bryant, what, huh, what, the new uh, McGrady, what, Uh huh. what, that's the comparison already, Kobe Bryant and Tracy McGrady. And I'm comparing them to Devin Booker. Now, obviously, Devin Booker isn't on the level of a Tracy McGrady or Kobe Bryant. But I think Devin Booker is definitely a pure scorer, like both of these players. And I just think it really sums up his game a Tracy McGrady Kobe Bryant mix. I don't think there's really anything more to be said. Although, I don't think Devin Booker has the best defensive game. And I don't think his defensive game really is in line with, like, what Kobe's is because Kobe was a pretty good defender in his day. So, yeah, I think this is a pretty good comparison. It's not one of the best, but officially in my book, Devin Booker is a Trace McGrady-Kobe Bryant comparison. Wait, did I say that about Chris Dobbs? Okay, Chris Dobbs. Officially in my book, Chris Dobbs is a Dirk Nowitzki-Walt Chamberlain comparison. Okay, I just had to make sure I said it, okay? That's our little thing we're doing. Okay, so next we have Giannis Akumpo as Flight Reacts would say, but as I would say, Giannis Antetokounmpo. and his NBA can his NBA comparison is uh, Shaq and Julius Irving. Shaq because of the do- of the dominance and Julius Irving because of how how Giannis dominates slashing towards the rim, and Shaq also also Shaq because Giannis has that back down and neither uh neither Shaq or Julius Irving were the greatest three point shooters, so I think that really fits Giannis' game. Obviously, Shaq was a great uh great uh rim protector, and Julius Irving was a pretty service, serviceable perimeter defender in his day. Next, oh wait, 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 I gotta say it. Giannis Antetokounmpo de is officially a Shaq Julius Irving mix. Okay, Rudy Gobert is our second to last, and he's a mix between Manute Bull and Dikembe Mutombo. No, 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 not to my house, as Dikembe would say. I think Manute Bull and Dikembe Mutombo are perfect because Dikembe, obviously being a great uh, rim protector, just as Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert winning two Defensive Player of the Year awards in consecutive years. I think that Manute Bowl, the reason I put Manute Bowl in here instead of just leaving it with McKin- M- McKimbe? McKimbe? McTombo Matum- is because I think Rudy Gobert's arms are so long. Not saying that Dikembe's weren't long. I just think that kind of. Rudy's basically a thicker version of Manute Bowl. Yeah, obviously a shorter, like a more stout version of Manute Bowl, basically. Um, And our last one is one that I think actually suits the player pretty well. I'm pretty proud of this one. It is Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving is being compared to Allen Iverson and George Gervin, the Iceman with, with his finger roll, and Allen Iverson with his killer Crossover. Actually, that's more Tim Hardaway had the killer crossover, but I would say Allen Iverson. Is, Allen Iverson is just that big crossover. Hey, and then pull up in your face, Jordan. <laughs> and I think this is a good good comparison because uh, because Allen Iverson obviously is one of the greatest ball handlers of all time, just like Kyrie is, and that's where the comparison. Kyrie comes in. I don't honestly think Kyrie is as gritty of a player as Allen Iverson is, so don't take that into account. I'm just talking about their handles when when comparing Allen Iverson and Kyrie Irving. Now, where George Gervin comes in is the finishing. George Gervin was famous for his finger roll, which was the precursor to what we would call a jelly or a filet in today's terms. It was the precursor to what Kyrie is doing with those crazy layups, like where he like double pumps it, spins in midair, puts it in between his legs, and winks at a girl in the crowd, and then finishes. He was the precursor to that, and I think George Gervin, Devin, and Allen Iverson are officially Kyrie Irving's NBA comparison. I will be right back with the second section of this, and uh, of this, uh, of this episode. And if you did end up liking this type of thing you want me to do it with we, there's so many more players I could do if you want me to do it again with another uh 10 players I think it it would this has been very fun for me for me to think about this episode so if you want me to do this again just hit me up in my email in the paint at uh in, in the paintbeball at gmo.com and yeah just hit me up there if you have any ideas for a podcast episode whatever you want me to do on here and yeah I'll just be right back with the second piece of this episode. Okay, so for the second and last uh portion of this episode, I will be re- reacting to a um, Bleacher Report list that is uh that is constructing the all time NBA team. I read over this first little bit already because I wanted to make sure I knew what it was. It th- they kind of explained it as if like really good, kind of in the Space Jam style, like if like goaded basketball players came to our planet who we put up there to stop them not the but it's not the best players it's who how they fit together and everything all of that so consider that it's not just ranking the 12 best players of all time it's something completely different it's how they will fit together so let's just get into this real quick so the first thing they have here is notable guys who didn't make the team and it says that the pe- notable n- notable people, so basically honorable mentions for the team are Wilt Chamberlain, okay, Kareem, ooh, the greatest center of all time is an honorable mention, Carl Malone, okay, Charles Barkley, okay, Chris Paul, um interesting, Scottie Pippen, that makes sense. Okay, so there's going to be some pretty good guys in this team, obviously. So it starts out with the reserves, and it says – uh, here's uh the guys who are gonna be in the street clothes unless someone's hurt, which basically means uh they're not rotational pieces, but they are they are they're the last three off the bench basically the reserves, and it says here are the three guys who would be in street co- clothes unless someone got hurt, so it's Kobe Bryant. And Kevin Garnett and Isaiah Thomas, ooh, you kind of just roasted Kobe. But okay, that is okay. Let's let's look at his explanation. It says, I may be be damning myself when I say this, but there's no way Kobe is a top 10 player ever, and he wouldn't belong on a team like this. I wouldn't say there's no way, but I can see where he's coming from. He's, he's He's close to being outside of it. I would say he's still top 10 but it's the, mm, that, you mm, okay. He says he's a great perimeter scorer and defender, but is not to the level of the guys ahead. Okay. So it basically says that he's not, and then the rest of this basically says that he doesn't fit the team correctly. Next we have Kevin Garnett. Garnett's ability is completely dominant on both ends of the floor, He's pro- he's pr- proven to be a valuable big up and up on and down both ends of the floor. That makes sense, but it says he he'd be a good player to bring in if we really need to shut down someone. Although the players on this team can already shut down players, basically. In the last uh, not honorable mention, the last uh the last guy coming off at the end of the bench, the last uh <laughs> <bench> warmer, what. <laughs> I can't believe I it, just called Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett, Benchwarmers, and Isaiah Thomas now. So Isaiah Thomas, that's interesting that they put Isaiah Thomas over CP3. Okay, okay, whatever. Personally, I think Chris Paul is a better point guard of all time than Isaiah Thomas. That's my opinion, though. I think it's very debatable argument. I just like Chris Paul much better. I never saw I- Isaiah Thomas play, so that could go into it. It says he he's very tough and he has a mean streak on here. <laughs> he says he's almost he's he's gonna play the role of the enforcer, so he's basically gonna come in for fights. <laughs> if there's some beef going on on the floor, he's gonna jump in and be like, well, "Hey, what you say about my man?" Cu? <laughs> nah, that's probably not that's not how he talks. But okay, so it's starting with the twelfth man, Elgin Baylor. He is, it says here that he's six foot six and that his three year peak he averaged. Oh my God, I did not know he was that. That's crazy. 35 points, 17 rebounds, and 4.9 assists. We'll give him five. Uh, it says what he'd add off the bench athleticism, perimeter rebounding, and one on one mid range shooting. Okay, I guess. Are you putting Elgin Baylor over Kobe, though? Are you putting Elgin Baylor over Kobe? It but it says here that he could challenge Russell and Wilt for the best player of his era. I wasn't around them, so I honestly don't know. It says he was a skilled big man and a freakish... Uh... Uh or er, he was freak or he, er, he played within a league with a bunch of slow white big men it was slow like skilled big men and he was a free, freakish athlete okay i think what Elgin Baylor at i think i'd take Hobie before I. i'm sorry i am so i know this isn't a ranking but it's saying it would put him over Elgin Baylor that's oh my god okay 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 That's okay. Okay. Mm, That's interesting. Jerry West. Oh, my God. Perimeter shooting and passing. Jerry West. Oh, Lord. Three-year size, 6'2", three-year peak. Uh, He averaged 28 points per game, four rebounds, and nine assists. So it says another Laker legend, Mr. Clutch. (laughs) yeah, very, very, very clutch. He said he's going to be their backup. It's right here. It says they're going to be uh, Jerry West is going to be this team's backup point guard and perimeter shooting specialist. Interesting. He said that if West played uh, when the three-point line was actually a thing, he would have averaged eight or more points, eight more points a game if there was actually a three-point line, which I think is true. And he says basically here that the reason why he would put Jerry West over a player like Kobe is because what he brings to the team as a backup is better than what Kobe would bring to the team as a backup and what he needs him for. Jerry West is better at passing and perimeter shooting, which which I can I can dig that. I can dig that. Tenth man, Kevin Durant. I don't think there's much to be said about this man. Three-year peak, 28 points per game, seven rebounds a game. And three to game. My man needs to pass more. Come on now. So si- size size 6'9. What he would add perimeter shooting. Post post po- what? Okay. Okay. Whatever. P- post scoring. And defensive length. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, it's basically saying that he's not the best defender, but he'll bring length on defense so he can get in those passing lanes a little bit. And it's saying that he's gonna be basically he can sit in the corners if he has to, and, and then he can and then he can obviously take some ISO possessions, one of the greatest scores of all time. But this really gives you insight onto how good this man thinks these other players are, because uh he said what he to add off our bench. It doesn't say bench scoring, it says perimeter shooting post-scoring. Defensive lane. It doesn't say ISO one-on-one scoring. Kevin Durant is most likely one of the greatest players to ever score a a point in the NBA. One of the greatest score, not one of the greatest players, one of the greatest scorers to ever score a point. Excuse me. Oh my god. Okay. Whatever. Ninth man Bill Russell. Size 6'9. Three-year peak 17. Points, oh my God, 23 rebounds and 3.3 assists. What he'd add off the bench, defense, obviously rebounding, more defense, and more rebounding. Was that supposed to be a joke? You know, you're so funny. Russell West, Russell, why did I say Russell Westbrook? Bill Russell, it says, would not take a single shot in, in, in a game unless it's probably a layup. That's crazy. I think... If this is what you need, I think that's what you get. It says he'd play power forward, which makes power forward center. That makes sense. Kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Oscar Robertson, I can't even read this. Uh, Oscar Robert. what? Sick. I get the big O was really good. At, in his three-year peak averaging 30 points, 10, 30 points, 10 assists. And ten rebounds, six five. Actually, I I like I like Big O right here. It says he's ultimate combo guard, definitely. Uh, it says that he would with will bring great like offensive production and defensive production. He can do literally everything off our bench, our bench off his bench. <laughs> and yeah, there's there's not really. I don't. Honestly, think I really need to read all the explanation for this. think this is a good spot for him. Eighth man. Seventh, Hakeem. Okay. S- seven feet tall. Peak years, 27 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, and three blo- almost 4 blocks. 3.8 blocks a game. All-around post play, scoring, rebounds, and blocks. It's, it says he'd add off the bench. Um, He said he's the most polished post player of all time. I think it's probably between him and Kevin McHale. I would say Hakeem's the black Kevin McHale. Like, if we keeping it real, if we really keeping it 100, if we keeping it 100, Hakeem is the black Kevin McHale. He's Kevin McHale. He's an athletic version of Kevin McHale, okay? Hakeem is the athletic version of Kevin McHale, if we're keeping it 100%, okay? Now, in terms of his post, post work, like post-offense, but everything else, Hakeem, better rebounder, better, uh, more athletic, all of that. that. Uh, I think he'd fit really well on the team. I don't think there's uh, any, any explaining he has to do. Really good free-throw shooter. Um, He said he'd play games late in the games instead of the starting center because he's a great free-throw shooter. This is the sixth man. The sixth man. Ooh, Larry Bird. I like this. Now I kind of see why, why they put Kevin Durant as more of just a three-point shooting threat. They, this, they have a big team on their hands. They have a really big team on their hands. But 6'9", three-year peak, 27 points, 9.9 rebounds, and 7 assists. 51% field goal shooting, 42% three-point shooting, and 90% free-throw shooting. 50-40-90 club bird in the house. Woo! So, what do you bring off the bench? Mismatches, perimeter shooting, and rebounding. And playmaking. Oh, my, 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 my bad. Um... I like this greatest uh, six man of all time question mark. <laughs> uh, obviously, he would be the greatest six man uh, of all time if he came off the bench. I like this. I, I like I like Larry Bird here. I think he he's he's perfect. He fits perfectly alongside the other players on this team. I think I might have constructed my team a little bit differently, but I think the way he did construct his team, I think they have a So far, the bench has a little bit of everything, and the bench would actually fit very well together, realistically. So I think he's been doing a pretty good job for what he's going for. Okay, so now we're at the starting point guard. The greatest point guard of all time, in my eyes, (laughs) it says he's a walking mismatch at the height of 6'8". His three-year peak averaging 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 10, let's give him 11. 11 assists because he's averaging he averaged 10.9 in two and a half steals a game. Magic Johnson was the was a walking mismatch. Well, one of the best big men passers. And yes, I said big men passers. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. He's he, he's big enough to play the power forward. He's big enough to play the small forward. He even played center during a playoff game when Kareem was injured. Great pick. I don't nothing. I need to say about this this one. So let's just move it on to the next one. Here we have Michael Jordan. Now is it just gonna be like the best player at every position, besides Kareem, because Kareem's not on the list. Okay, I'm it's looking like it so far. The, the five are gonna be the best player at every. <laughs> it's looking like it because there's no way. Yeah, they're gonna have to put LeBron. In. There's no way LeBron's not on this team. Because they didn't put him in honorable mentions. There's no way Tim Duncan's not on this team. Who, who's their? And then their center's gonna be Shaq. There we go. Then their center's gonna be Shaq. And that. Yeah, I I already know they're starting five. Michael Jordan. Nothing needs to be said. Three year peak. Thirty three points per game. Six point eight rebounds per game. Six point eight assists per game. And nearly three steals a game. Do I need to say anything about MJ? No. Next. Uh, starting small forward LeBron obviously twenty six points per game three or obviously three year peak twenty six points per game, seven rebounds a game, uh six assists per game and one and a half steals per game. This is after MJ. This is the easily easiest selection. Okay, now so you are you saying that MJ's the goat now because uh, I'm gonna beg to differ, son, Sonny. I beg to differ. But you've actually put together a pretty good list so far, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash talk too much. This says all the the doubts about James's winning winning ability have been thrown out the window because he has a, a dominant all around season every season. Self explanatory. Again, next. Okay, starting power forward. Uh, I wonder how I called it. It's Tim Duncan. Six eleven per year, peak 24 points per per game, 12 rebounds per game, almost 13, and 3.6 assists per game in nearly three blocks. And the first sentence is, sorry, mailman, sorry, Chuck, sorry, KG, sorry, Dirt. And it basically says that none of these guys are on the same level as Tim Duncan. He says he's one of the he's probably the greatest power forward of all time. I agree with everything he said in this sentence. Sentence in this thing, footwork only matched by Hakeem. I would say Kevin McHale's footwork definitely matches, but whatever. Uh okay. In starting center, I called it again. It is Shaq, the Big Diesel, the Big Aristotle, Shaquille O'Neal. Size seven foot one peak years, peak three years from 99 to 02, 28.6 points per game, 12.4 rebounds per game, 3.5 assists per game, 2.6 blocks per game. It says he's the most controversial choice for the starting five. Yeah, definitely, chief. Kareem's the best center of all time, and don't even play when it comes to that, okay? Don't even play. Kareem's the best center of all time, but I know that's not on the list. I don't think that this starting lineup has good enough spacing, because if I'm right, they have Magic, Magic, uh, Jordan, LeBron, Tim Duncan, and Shep. This starting lineup, they have all their shooting on there. There's literally no shooting on this starting <laughs> There's literally no shooting on the starting lineup. He's going to have Shaq play 25 minutes per game, but playing his hardest. And he said, out of any center of all time, you take Shaq. Playing 25, per all oh, playing 25 minutes per game at their hardest. I guess, and this is his weakness, is his stamina, his three-point shooting, definitely. And, okay, okay, I think so. Big Diesel. Uh, and that's it for this. If you really want me to, if you want me to keep doing stuff like this, then just share this with every everyone you know. If I get a bunch of plays on this, then I'll do something else or I'm looking at a bre- breacher report thing. And if this does g- get shared, let's say if I get, if I can get 30 plays on this podcast, I will. If I can get 30 plays on this episode, I will I will bring my team out. If I don't, then you guys won't see it for a second. I'll, okay? If I, if I can get 30 plays on this, I will share with you my team fitted in everything, my all-time team. If you guys want to see that, then share it with everyone you know. Try to share it with literally everyone you know. I'll take more than 30. And be nice to each other. Be safe. Social editioning. Distancing, and I am out.